Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Chad, not doing too bad. How about you tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Tim. Thanks for asking. Uh, exciting thing is we uh, won a basketball game, and we got to get out there and experience a W by a uh, Razorback football program. Uh, we got to see Musselman in action. A football program. Chad, Chad. What? You said football program. You said well, win by the football program. Don't you think, man? I thought it was a basketball <sighs> Well, you know, Freudian slip. What do you do? Oh, nothing. Now I'm just all thrown off. <laughs> I was like, did football win? And I just forgot about it. Like, how would I forget that? Oh, man. Goodness just kind of woke up in a different time, like when, we're, when we started winning football games. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. But we did I win the basketball on. game. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. We won the basketball game. So, I guess I ruined it by saying football game, but, you know. Hey, it is what it is. Oh no, man! I think we can. I think we can manage and get on from here. <laughs> yeah, we won seventy nine sixty four over Little. Rock. You well, they say call it Little Rock now. I still U A L R. I mean Euler, Euler, Euler. Yeah, it's U L A R. It's not. I don't know what all this other stuff is. It's U L A R Trojans. That's what they'll always be until I die. It's Euler. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I agree with you. You can just change it to whatever you want, but you'll still be that. It ain't like Ole Miss. Like, you can't just change your mascot and your names around and be a shark one day and a bear another day and a Colonel Reb one day and a, a mole rat the other day. You can't just do all that, you know, like Ole Miss can. You got to be you got to be steadfast with Arkansas teams. Yeah, why aren't you proud of the UA, UA and the UALR? But, all right, well. I'm glad we beat them and handled them pretty much from the get-go. Never game was never in doubt after we, you know, started off the game on like a nineteen to three run or nineteen to six run. So, yeah, man, it was a really good game. <clears throat> you know, I think the thing about it that was really exciting for me was, you know, I enjoyed how the uh, team seemed to to come out and you know, have a good plan for what they were going to do and, and go through the, you know, the motions real well. I I did think they were jacking up too many shots. I, I think that uh, 
I'd like to see them get the ball down low in the key a little bit more. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. It felt like they were jacking them up a lot. But I guess we'll see a lot of that this year. Yeah, just because team wasn't left with uh, any kind of big man that kind of down low. and uh, That's true. And able to get one. Well, we got two. That's a red shirt in this year, a 7'3 guy and a 6'9 guy already. And Boy, I sure wish we had that Little Rock guy, that big old dude down low. Yeah, Van Over. Yeah, he's, he hadn't been. Some people's got cleared by the NCAA yet to play this year and transfers, and some people haven't. He hadn't, he hadn't had heard a word. So, well, might as well. We'd like to find out soon. I mean, mm-hmm. you got an exhibition game tomorrow night and Rice opening game uh, in about a week and a half, November 5th. Mm-hmm. So, need somebody inside a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what they're going to do. They shot 35 threes. I mean, that's. I bet you see that a lot. I mean, you know, you're going to see Isaiah Joe shoot it probably attempt three pointers 15 times a game. You mm-hmm. know, Desi's got to hit more than two out of seven. I don't know why I don't agree with Silla, one of the Fords, you know, shooting five. I mean, he's all right, you know, a three pointer, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Mason Jones is usually not one for five. You know, you know, he was last year, he was definitely the second best three point shooter on the team. So expect him to do a little better, but, you know, uh, still above, you know, what the, kind of a uh, national leader was for a team last year, mm-hmm. you know, shot about that 37% for three, which would lead the, lead the nation in if they kept shooting it that way. But yeah, I mean, that's what they'd like to see more, uh, more, you know, probably not, but you're right, Chad, you didn't specify had to be a big man. What they should be doing is they're mm-hmm. trying to, they did this in the second half a little bit more as a uh, driving to the, yeah, driving to the basket. Mm-hmm. But they, it, they had some shots too in the uh, paint where you know it looked pretty good and everything. But uh, you know, I think for me, just watching the game, and you can definitely tell that we shot on the perimeter a lot. And uh, you know, off that uh, that pick and pop, I think you were talking about. So uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I just like to see them get it down low a little bit. And you would think against the ULAR, a slower team. You know what I mean? They could, because we do got a lot of speed, even though we don't have height. That's kind of where we make up the advantage. Yeah, ULR was a definitely a bigger team. You know, we talked about it last mm-hmm. week. They had several guys six ten and above, um, so that definitely made a little bit of a difference. Uh, so it's going to give us trouble all year. So we're going to have to, until uh, we kind of get some big men, you know, start next season, or hopefully Vanover gets, you know, cleared. You know, Cheney and. Chaney's going to have to step it up as a 6'8 guy. Henderson's going to have to step it up. Uh, Adrio, you know, he's only about 6'6, but he's going to have to play taller. He had a good game the other night. And then Sillett, you know, 6'7. He's yeah. going to, they're going to, what few kind of big men forwards we have, you know, they're going to have to play if they need to. They really didn't shoot the ball too much. I guess Silla did, but uh, yeah. You know, he had 13 points, so not, not too bad. But, yeah. Uh, you know, their free throws were good, too. They have 14 of 18 on the three throws, and that's where we saw a big issue last year. So it was nice just to see those four missed. Uh, that's just huge right there. Being 78% on your free throws, that's uh, that's going to make a big difference uh, moving forward. If we have a close, a, cl- a number of close games like we did last year, and we just couldn't close them out because of those free throws. So hopefully we'll see that trend continue also. Yeah, that's a Great point, Chad. That's the difference between a lot of games. We would have been in the tournament last year if we just shot even, even like against Texas, hit just mm-hmm. a couple more. Uh, several other games in the year that we were just just one just point could not games, make. Yeah. 
just just one or even like games with just five points and the huge yeah. difference you look at free throws but yeah i would take i would take 77 78 percent uh every night so and that's with yeah. you know adrio bailey hitting all four of his you know he's a guy that shot around probably 50 percent not but he hits all four of them so if he keeps it up and they continue to shoot that way that's gonna be that's gonna be big we'll take points any way we can oh yeah i totally yeah. agree on that you gotta get the points out there any way you can so you know isaiah joe you know that and that's i thought he was pretty exciting uh like you said sales i thought he was really exciting that was my uh you know that that's where i think we're we're gonna be the best at so yeah those are some uh you know that starting lineup was jimmy witt point guard desi mm-hmm. and isaiah those other kind of off guard shooting guards and then bailey and silla starting the forward spots but that's a good i like that desi mm-hmm. you know um you know mason jones Jalen harris were starters last year it was for nice some of the games see. but it was good he, he he just we he came on at the end of last year got any better and i'm not not really surprised to see him there because yeah, it was nice to see Mason Jones come in and, and get some productivity. And we wanted to see a lot of that last year, especially with Trey Chaney, too. We talked about that a lot. So the thing about it is, you know, you, you still want a little bit more production there. You know, being in the game for five minutes, you know. Yeah, I think a combined kind of between Jones and Chaney, they were combined two out of eight. You know, they played – and Chaney plays 15, 14 minutes and some. Mason plays almost 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was good to see – uh, both fouled out, so they're aggressive on defense. Um, both had Mason had three rebounds, Cheney had five, so that's mm-hmm. not bad in 14 minutes. Uh, no, not but bad Mason also comes and has two assists and three steals. It definitely leads the team in steals, so he's mm-hmm. he can. That's that's a good bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely with with uh, Mason for sure. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, that was the thing last year. Is that it felt like our bench didn't you know, uh, produce as many points as they could have, you know. Yeah, and definitely in this game, if you look kind of, you can see it. Even, even got the, Ethan, Ethan Henderson even got some points, you know what I mean? Got in there. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, you can kind of tell by that uh, plus minus in the box score, the plus minus, the, high, the guys are the starting mm-hmm. lineup. So that starting lineup was one that took that 19-3 to lead, and they're also the ones – Mm-hmm. They got out on ten zero run to start the second half. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Musselman's just changing the lineup for an exhibition game that doesn't count against the score. You know, he's using different lineups. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, you want to get the guys a lot of uh, reps. You want to get some of the guys some reps that need development. You know, and if you got the game, uh, you know, in hand, you want to go ahead and get everybody in there as much as you can, you know. Yeah, and it's a different team from last year with without Gafford. Did have a couple games without him, but – for the most part, it was with Gafford, his him as a focal point, and uh, you see a couple guys kind of in, come in, but they already had a core. Mm-hmm. But still, with kind of adding those new guys, you know, Witt and Silla both starting, uh, this you know gives them valuable kind of like combo lineups, what you can use, and because um, like you said, the bench is going to have to step up. So who's coming off mm-hmm. that bench and contributing? Who's going to give? We can't. The pit bench can't only hit, hit you know combined for. Well, I guess they had. To, well, with free, they were making the free throws. But I was about to say with only three field goals between the whole bench, so that's not yeah. that's not enough. Mason showed last year he could score thirty, so I mean he's got to have some I big mean, games we felt, like that. I, I feel like at this point last year it felt like we were a whole lot deeper uh, in basketball than we are this year, like yeah, just talent wise. Yeah. You know, I mean maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but 
I don't know. We really, I mean, only lost Gafford and uh, I guess Gafford was boy. such a Gafford, big presence I mean, yeah. too. You know, he's almost one of those game changers. And he was drafted, you know, first round of the, or in the NBA draft, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, so he was an NBA talent, but I'm not really missing Osaboyan. Yeah, know, so. I'm glad he got drafted. That was cool. You know, to see that happen. Yeah. I think it was kind of later, nice though, in the rounds. I think he could have gotten drafted earlier if he'd stayed one more year. Yeah, I think he could have stayed and worked on some, uh, worked on a shot a little bit more with the NBA going to that a lot. But, you know, I'm happy for him. He's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's there, making he money. Go get it. Yeah. That's what I say. I'll support him, be watching his games, you know, keeping up with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's picked 38th. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, he didn't get to play the first round, first game of the night. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't play him, and they lost the Bulls' loss. So, mm-hmm. um, it would be nice if if he was on this team. Uh, you know, it'd be different. I think. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely be. I mean, have some pretty good expectations on it, but. Well, it just yeah, it just I don't know. It makes you. It just gives you a little more depth, you know. So. But I mean, I, I still think even without Gafford, we got to look. We played one of our best games last year in the playoffs without him. So you know, we're basically looking at you know that lineup with the addition of of Wit. Is that correct? Isn't that right? Yeah, with the uh, as far as uh, yeah, the guys yeah, that played I've, that game last year. Without. Yeah, so really, Wit on this that's that played the other day was Wit and Silla was the only ones that uh, played. Yeah. You're right, going back to that depth thing, Chad, because you got Ben over and uh, 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 Bebe uh, uh-huh. uh, on there. That's and Note the three transfers that sitting out this year, so you're missing mm. a little bit. Um, they'll be able to play last year. They're upperclassmen, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the maybe big a thing nine. is just that. I don't know if anybody told coaches, but the big things is we just keep winning games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're they're one to know, really. So. I mean, in my book, yeah. I know everybody <laughs> says exhibitions don't count or whatnot, but. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. There we go. I mean, it was against a Division One opponent. Usually, exhibition mm. games are against D two guys. They got a waiver to play this game. Um, against each other so that was really really good to see yeah it's really cool it gives you some really good experience too you know and that it was on tv was oh that was nice i enjoyed watching it tomorrow night they play southwestern oklahoma state and it's not on anything oh man but i'm glad i got one at least yeah well yeah the one's good i'd like to see the southwestern oklahoma state one yeah all right with that too i would too yeah shoot yeah didn't look like I checked it a while ago and seeing if they had been updated. I was hoping to get surprised again. I was like, man, they're really giving everything. Like, even just the ESPN 3, that wasn't nothing. Yeah. But, oh, well. After this, every game will be on TV, so just one more. Oh, didn't we pick up our first uh... – oh, that was last week, wasn't it? We picked up that commit for basketball. Yeah, we talked about it a yeah. little bit last week, Devontae Davis, yeah. That's pretty good recruits and stuff in, so some in-state guys. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to see some, some more soon. But yeah, that was that was, was good. Well, good momentum right now. Yeah, it is. I feel like basketball is moving in the right direction. You know. Oh yeah. That's all you could uh, ask from the coach, you know. And I, I, 
I think he, you know, he can be good. I think he's different. You know what I mean? He's going to be different than anything we've ever seen, you know, at the University of Arkansas. Just more vibrant, just way less old school, you know? And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's just going to take some getting used to. Yeah, he's definitely kind of kind of falls in the middle. You know, he was being a basketball guy. I mean, uh, you know, growing up a, a coach's son, a lot mm-hmm. for NBA and college is – He's kind of grown up around it, so he's kind of got a little of the old school. He learned and stuff, but he really like knows how to. He stays up on the you know using analytics and things, and always he's always reading from. He likes says he always says he likes reading to uh, learn from football coaches the most, not other basketball coaches, but foot, he's always talking about learning from football coaches. And hmm. <laughs> so. I, I noticed he was uh, doing his own blog now, and that was pretty cool to be able to see you know some of the video cut up and put together there so yeah he's always i mean he's he's had one going back a few years but hadn't really done a whole lot with arkansas yet just kind of posting some things that but yeah it's it's cool that he he just does some different different things you know and he at least well i showed up to the baseball game all decked out and all the gear and stuff you know oh yeah uh That's some, yeah, that's, I like that stuff, man, because that's some stuff I'd like to do. He was over at the football game the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry I had to bring that game up, but he over there with a like a smoke gun or something, blowing smoke up at the crowd uh, oh, about the students, cool. trying to get them fired up and running up and down the That's bleachers, cool, man. Through the bleachers I and like trying to get that. That's the kind of coach that I can get behind, you know? Oh, yeah, it's already embracing the Razorbacks and stuff, you know, and going oh, to other yeah. games and other teams like that's how it should be they should all support each other so oh yeah you got to be part of the culture you know if you but yeah i'm I'm excited about it um i think you know looking forward to it not to put a lot of pressure on him but i'm I'm expecting a tournament you know so that's hopefully the well he said last year that they would definitely be a tournament team this year yeah so that's what i'm expecting that's what he said and if that's what he's expecting that's what oh, I'm yeah. also expecting. <laughs> Why would we not expect that? Yeah. He didn't come yeah, but, in and talk about the rebuild or anything. He said this, oh, this no. thing can go all the way with who we got. Oh, yeah. That's what I like, too. It's, like, it's going to take a couple of years. Nothing like that is like coming in to yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> go, I mean. Like, like taking over a good program and taking it over the top. That's kind of the expectation, I think. Yeah, I think. Coach. I think too. You kind of like sometimes you take over a job, like man, you got to rebuild it and stuff. And I, thought, I remember in one of his introductory press conferences, he's talking about like you know, like Mike left it and you know, good stability, you know. So it's not like you really have to, <laughs> have, oh, yeah. to have to do a whole lot. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why they couldn't. They got a lot of experience. You got you know one of the best players in the league in the country, and Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. So. um you know, I mean, like Auburn. He's going to do good this year. He's going to be uh, special this year. Auburn made the Final Four last year with not having any real inside presence either. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it can be done. I mean, you know. Well, look at Golden State. Yeah. I mean, their best post player is Draymond Green. He's like six seven. They're, so. they're just jacking it up and going to tournaments. Well, three-pointer is worth more than two. That is true. That is, and if you can get it in there, why not do it? You know. Yeah. I just hate it whenever they get cold, and it's like, <laughs> man, if we'd worked it down to the basket. <laughs> oh yeah. 
But for sure. But I, when you I, hit a couple in a row, you're like, man, we got to, we got to. Well, that was quick, but yeah, no, you need to find a balance. You, I mean, oh yeah, like Larry Bird, like get on a get on a shooting spree. Like who doesn't like that? You know? Yeah, those are like, big. He just I mean, shot gets, that from half court. <laughs> you know? That's like the other day when Joe hit like three or four in a row. It's just like that's mm. a big that's a big swing. That's a big that's a run by yourself, and it can happen so quick. You can get four defensive stops or at least three out of those, and really like you know. Mm-hmm. Just get to be tied or be up by a couple or be down, and all of a sudden a plus nine swing. Yeah. Well, they had a lot of ball, the, the ball movement. I just felt like it was mostly on top of the key. Uh, and then, you know, but it, I mean, that could be by design. It could have been because that's what Coach wanted to work on, you know. You know, these exhibition games are. Oh, yeah. They're getting the defense to move, throwing it around. And yeah, I mean, I know he likes uh, 200 passes a game. That's his goal, and they had 208 or something. So, mm-hmm. look good. There's some, there's some a good movement. Um, yeah. So, a couple turnovers by the Ford. So they got. That's probably why they don't throw it into them too. Much. I really like this one. The 12 fast breaks we got. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely doubled them up and uh, yeah. second chance points right there. 12 second chance points. Uh, Got 22 points off turnovers. You know, we're converting turnovers. We're for, we forced them to mm-hmm. 22 turnovers, and then we had 22 points off those turnovers. So that's nice. You know, we were playing, you know, man-to-man and weren't, weren't really, you know, straight man-to-man, weren't switching men mm-hmm. off on, on off on each other's players. So, you know, you're guarding them one-on-one. Uh, I think help defense. You know, the guys slowed up, uh, sliding over. Not Not playing zone, but, you know, Especially as a shorter team, you'll see that a lot. Like a guy from you know guarding the opposing guy on the wing or corner, yeah. help out closer. Um, and they've got the speed as guards, you know, and athletic. Even the forwards, you know, guys with speed to to kind of close out on those three pointers. So I like that, and it led to you know ten steals. You know, a lot of that were able to get your hands in because you're in the passing lane doing that. So. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. It looked like they out rebounded us, so and that's kind of frustrating. But I guess that comes yeah. with size. Yeah, I mean we were getting out. We we're not one of the best uh, rebounding teams last year, either. Yeah, or, that's true. Really for a while, we haven't really had a good rebounding team since the nineties. Really, you know those kind of guys. But yeah, that you don't want to see. You want to even it up more. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely we didn't get killed, but you know they had forty-two to our thirty-seven. So would like to. Look like the outrange bound guys, but that is a product of being uh, shorter for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they'll turn it on, you know. Oh yeah, they can. They can always definitely improve. They can definitely improve from that. I mean, it's just about effort from, you know, Jimmy Witt's probably one of the best uh, rebounding guards in the country. You know, he had nine the other day. Mm-hmm. So from that spot, if you got a guard coming in, a little fast, a faster guy. You know, he can out, we can out hustle some guys for a rebound. So hopefully it won't always be like that. And if you get Cheney not fouling out, maybe get him out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. He's that, you know, he had five rebounds in only 14 minutes. So, you know, I'd he really plays. like to see Cheney turn it up this year, but I felt like that was all we said last year is, man, I just want to see him do a little bit better. Oh, yeah. But he's definitely, he's definitely got to be expected to this year. You know, you mm-hmm. lost both two guys that are off this team. I forgot about Keyshawn Embry Simpson too. Was the guard that we were missing from last year? Um, but you know, 
uh, Gafford and then Osa Boyne, who was six eight, play that inside. So he's he's yeah. got to be relied upon, as you talked about. You know, with the yeah, he's got to come on. He's he's got to have a big year this year. Yeah, he does. I think he can. I mean, he showed in that red white game. He was I think maybe the leading scorers and showed different. You know, a little jump shot. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from about fifteen, he had some good post moves. He could dunk. We've seen some good dunks from him. You know, oh, we're yeah. not expecting him to step out and hit a three pointer. He's got. He's going to be the guy that scores for us in the paint. Yeah, and I he want do him that. down he's... low getting the rebounds. That's what I want. Yeah, for sure. Just so he just really got fouled. Rebounder. Yeah, only got really fouled tw- or not fouled. Uh, you know, he fouls out, gets in foul trouble early, mm-hmm. had a couple in a row. You know, it's uh, kind of the first game. But they've had refs, you know, so it's nice that they're playing aggressive defense, but they're going to have to look back and see see how not to foul, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the refs don't don't call it as loose as I'd like. You know, they, they every little thing, they'll, they'll yeah. get them. So they'll have to learn how to play aggressive without fouling. Yeah, it's definitely basketball's took a, took a turn since the 90s with the whole foul situation and how they're called these days. They just – they don't seem to want to let them play until the tournament, and then it seems like it's bad uh, reffing to me because it changes from what it was all year. Yeah, and then tighten up at certain situations. Yeah, and we know how, yeah, especially SEC refs, they're all, uh, mm. you never know what's going on with them. You know, they're going to protect Alabama and you know, in football, and they're going to protect Kentucky in basketball. That's two things that you know about the SEC refs. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always going to side with LSU. Yeah, that's that. true, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I wonder how big of a sandwich you get them, either. <laughs> we always have to get them sandwiches and sodas oh. and take it over there and put it in their locker rooms and stuff and jolly, butter them up, you know. Oh, get yeah. them all the amenities. Or at what least that's what Coach Petrino did. I wonder if that was legal. <laughs> Damn, well, 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 I guess we were away, but that Florida game in 09, man, would have buttered him up a little bit better. Whenever Tebow got stopped. What did they give him? him anyway. Yeah, just gave him a whole yard. <laughs> it's not Just stole the game. It's right number there. one team, just like, wow. With, our, with that team, that team was going to be a 10-win team. They lost to Georgia, you know, and uh, uh, another one. But you know, we probably would we would have ended up closing out that LSU game. There you go. There's ten wins with that Florida. I'll never forget that game. I didn't travel that game, so I went over your place and watched it, and it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, we ate gator and stuff. Grilled <laughs> smoked gator. It got crazy. Well, after the game too, because everybody's angry about it. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, everybody was playing football angry. inside and stuff. Yeah, normal, normal stuff in college. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it wasn't. Threw the football around on that big field outside. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I like the Jeep ride, getting in the Jeep and taking the oh, Jeep ride up before the, the game and everything, getting ready for the game. Oh, yeah, man. That was some of those good, good away games when – when he's like, well, I'm not traveling. I guess I'll just stay and barbecue and hang out. <laughs> you know, might as well. Oh, yeah. Not all yeah, the that game was. Don't all the coaches get to travel. That's a misconception. 
<laughs> I went to a lot. I, I think I visited every. I think I've been visited every SEC um, field except for Georgia and um, uh, a couple more, but uh, just yeah. a couple. Georgia, well, we the biggest, biggest one. Like I'd even be really interested in seeing. Oh, Auburn. Yeah, I didn't cool. do Auburn. I didn't do Georgia. That was it. Oh, yeah, that'd be... And I guess now, well, they weren't in the conference then, but A&M and Missouri. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, Missouri's one of the last ones I want to go to, even though it's the closest. Or not besides Ole Miss. Well, we always played A&M at the, the you know, stadium. Yeah. And uh, Jerry World. So I never really wanted to see a&M like yeah like the they we were close enough like the 12th man traveled up real well you know what i mean so you got yeah, to sure. experience the fans which is the only reason you go to a&m right like that's oh the, yeah the male cheerleaders <laughs> so i never I guess they bring like, those man, i'd sure like to go one of yeah. those a&m games <laughs> it's like what imagine this just you know the Tripled or whatever. <laughs> you weren't you weren't wanting that. It's like, man, I sure wish we played him. That's hilarious. College Station. Well, I guess we've uh, gave a basketball rundown. Unless there's uh, anything we missed, anything else you think we need to go over? No, I think that's about it. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, we'll talk about this last exhibition game. Uh, and kind of preview Rice next week, so that's, that'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about the uh, exhibition and preview Rice. The exhibition game that's coming up, what, this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah tomorrow night, uh, Friday night. Do you know anything about this team or anything? Did you read anything about them? Nah, it's a Division two team, yeah. uh, so they don't really have a whole lot to kind of scope out. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if they were like you know, really good or, but probably. Uh, if, we, if they were, we'd already heard about it. I would have heard if they were like, oh, you got the defending D two national championships champions coming in. <laughs> I think it's just because it's a team, you know, three hours away probably or less than three, whatever somewhere in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, okay. Well, we'll check that out when it's time. So I guess we should uh, go ahead and pause for a. Uh, Word from our sponsor, and we'll get back in to what everybody's wanting to hear. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. All right, Tim. Well, we're back, and uh, we took a pretty bad loss in basketball this go around, you know? <laughs> yeah, we did, Chad. Oh, you're throwing me off again, damn it. You meant to do it the first time, you meant to do it the second time. <laughs> oh goodness. So anyway, yeah, took an, uh, took a little loss here in uh basketball and uh it's not looking good at all, man. I don't I don't know if we're gonna be able to come back from it. Looks like we're gonna have to go ahead and get us a brand new football coach. Yeah, it's definitely time for a new football coach. I'll say it right now. 
I don't care. I went to that game the other day, man, against... And it was just terrible. God bless you for going, though. I mean, you have to do it. I think uh, anytime you're offered a Razorback ticket, if you're a fan, you go to the game. I know I would give anything to go, even if we lost the game, because we could have accidentally won it. I sat through the whole game, too, besides maybe the last 30 seconds. But I guess the salt walking down, you know. Yeah. uh, I'm a fan of doing the whole game, Uh, even if you lose. You know, I've always been, never been a fan of leaving early, you know. I think if you're going to be there with the team, you got to be there from beginning to end. I mean, it's hard for the players, you know. They don't like losing these games, and you got to show support to them, you know, Uh, the student athletes and and uh, that's that's I mean to me, being a fan is almost a, a job to a certain degree. Like there's like clear expectations, you know. Yeah, I, I always think fans. I think they they make a pretty big difference. Um, and it was a, oh, the, yeah, the crowd as a whole was uh, uh, sad, but uh, but you were there. But at least, uh, well, I mean. Just, uh, I'm sure they'd like to see more, but it's kind of, you gotta, I mean, people are fed up with this, uh, kind of how the coaches are. And I think it's, it's less about the players and their effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously more about just how the, what the coaches have done this, this season and last season. Man, I'll tell you what, it's not good. Um, just some crazy stuff going on. You know, it's gotten so bad. Well, we hadn't got call in this week not a ride in nothing and when you start seeing that fan engagement you know dissipate because it's not a lack of people listening you know what i mean yeah it's a lack of enthusiasm and excitement uh and even anger and that's kind of worrisome you know well it's it goes like this there's nothing really to call about and like oh man I think we're going to win out or we're going to do this and win the division, win the championship. Mm-hmm. And there's also with that. And then anger, it's already anger uh, calls. Like we had some really good ones oh, in the yeah. year. Um, and it's like, it's kind of played out as far as like, yep, yeah, well, that's I'm as angry as I was. I mean, what are, what are you going to, you know, what do you got left to say? You what, know? what I got left to say besides this sucks, man. It hurts. And then the other day, you know, it almost feels like a, you know, you talked to me earlier. It's like, oh, and I agree with you. It almost feels like there was a bye week. There's been like, oh man, you know what I mean? Just like, whoa, there was a game, and it was awful. And uh, there's been some developments with, you know, players quitting. And, oh, man, it's been rough. It's been real rough. But uh, Wally Hall might have put a little light on our uh, day today by saying that. Uh, we're not paying Morris the buyout, which would mean that uh, if, if uh, the touchdown club's not paying Morris's buyout, or, or, or I'm sorry, Bellman's buyout, that means I could pay Morris's. So, anyway, a lot of Freudian slips, a lot of want tos in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're, I mean, he's the defensive line coach for the New England, New England Patriots. Like, ain't no way that's a volunteer job. He's not the co, he's not the consultant, he's not an analyst. He's the defensive line coach. There's no way. He should be getting, he's just trying to screw us over once more. He should feel so damn ashamed of what he did to this football program. 
and shouldn't have ever taken an extra dime but besides the rest of his salary from yeah. last year or not last year two years ago well he's up there with the you know with the, the, the patriots and craft and massage parlors and just cheating cheating <laughs> lots of spies cheating. spies and deflating footballs and <laughs> just jamming headsets and and this is just all the verified cheating having murder absolutely yeah. happened having guys like uh what was his name oh my gosh oh you talking about that florida guy yeah aaron oh, hernandez they had him on the roster talk about. <laughs> i'm sorry man that guy's nuts man no, it was yeah, that, that is the type of team that would have somebody like that in Florida. Yeah, well, that was the last one. But, yeah, they're, you know, Spygates and things. <laughs> Blake Gate. Goodness Oh, gracious. man. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of the Patriots. Yeah, now they got Bellamon. I'm just So, the yes, good man. thing is, though, they're not paying Bellamon. That was the thing Wally said. <laughs> right. So, if they're not paying Bellamon, that means they can buy out Morris pretty easily. But Wally also said it might be going to court, so that could be a reason that where they'd be like, oh, well, you know, we don't know if we're going to have to or not. So then that could go back. I mean, there's a lot of financial flip-flops that really, you know, only Hunter knows. the. He's only he's probably the only one that's pretty too uh, close to what's going on, you know? Oh, for sure. He knows what it's going to take. He knows if he's thinking about it. I mean, there's no way he knows. Tickets aren't, you know, people aren't going to the games. Tickets aren't being sold. Everybody's mm-hmm. apathetic or angry. That's not That's not good. So I'm sure he's not like he hadn't thought that, about it. No, they just put the end zone in. And, uh, you yeah. know, that's mm-hmm. a huge ordeal. And the thing about that, they got to start filling some seats up and getting some, getting some use out of that. And, yeah, that's uh, a lot of debt they put themselves in. That they've got to find a way to pay for it. SEC Network ain't gonna pay that much, or as much, and just mm-hmm. on donors alone, obviously uh, donations. So from that alone, they're gonna start winning some ball games. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think uh, I think that it, the article clearly shows that there's been some you know room freed up for a. Uh, for a buyout if we want to want to go that route so it looks like we're getting closer and closer to the end of the chad morris Sarah, if you ask me it does feel like that um and we're halfway through the season or yeah halfway through the season mm-hmm. over halfway and it it feels like one of those um i don't know kind of feel like just recently, kind of like Bill was last year, where you kind of knew it's like, man, if they don't, I mean, unless just something happens where, um, uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. You know, something's something's got to turn. You know, there's got to be some sort of a a change in what's going. I'm sorry, on, yeah, you know? yeah, like a Mississippi State, West Kentucky, and beat Missouri. I mean, what are they going to do then? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't, I don't, but there's nothing like I've, I've gone through this before with games like Kentucky, Ole Miss, San Jose State, et cetera, that I think like somehow get myself excited to win. But until we've been shown, I guess, you know, that we can, we can win a power five game, you know, I, I shouldn't, should get too excited. We got Alabama coming up and 
LSU's mm-hmm. going to be hard to take. So it's going to take a lot, but the way it's looking right now, yeah. So they talked to uh, Kiffin, and uh, I think we, we should probably talk about that because I think that, you know, we were making a short list the other day uh, on the text messages. And, uh, you know, Kiffin definitely made that list. And he was saying, you know, asked pretty much straight up, would you take, you know, one of these one of these jobs, Arkansas, Mississippi State, you know, Tennessee, uh, something like that, maybe Kentucky or something like that. <clears throat> and uh, he basically said, if it's a team that could win a national championship. Oh, Ole Miss, they were on there. And uh, I think basically, you know, what he was saying was, you know, if it was Arkansas or Tennessee, I'd go. That's kind of what I got out of it. Well, and uh, well, Tennessee's actually, you know, they beat Mississippi State the other day, competed with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably actually, you know, might be excited about their future uh, more so than us. And yeah. also, he, you know, I don't know if they'd take him back after he left them after one year for USC. But, man, USC was his dream job. So, you know, so, hey, come on over to Fayetteville. Come beat Nick Saban. He yeah, worked under him for a couple of years, and now he's got back on his own. And yeah, I, I even heard some talk about, well, what if USC took him? That's never going to happen. They're never going to take him I back. Could, well, yeah, no. You don't leave somebody nervous. at the airport like that. And I don't think they're, he'd ever yeah. go back. They're the ones that are getting Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that he made our short list, too, with Urban Meyer. We talked about, wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if, if we picked him up, you know. But he's saying he he's only wants to go to uh, Dallas, and that's it. So only Dallas. and So we'll see. We'll see what the, uh, you know, Jerry's going to do about that. So you might <laughs> wind up with him there. Yeah, uh, that's true. That'd be interesting, but... Kind of depends if the Cowboys make the playoffs or not. I'm sure. Hopefully, eight and eight won't cut it again. He had enough of those starting off his career. He's uh-huh. actually had better if he wasn't fired after the first three years where he didn't, where he went like eight and eight every damn like three years in a row of it. Like if he didn't get fired after those three. And then Houston Nut man, he's out there making a media tour all <laughs> over the place. Uh, golly, yeah, every week you're hearing something about Houston talking somewhere. And uh, he's not really being shy about the fact that he wants his job back, I don't think. It's very, uh, I think he's being very to the point that uh, oh, yeah. that's what he'd like, you know. So he also yeah, been... makes my short list, to be honest. Uh, yeah, mine, mine too. I'd take him back. He, I'd take him right now and turn, this, turn the season around. He wouldn't. He wouldn't go get us back where that's we was. Sure. Even if you make the argument that, oh, he's just going to get you back to the to where he was and he's never going to get over the hill or the hump well okay i'd take that right now right now i'd take getting back to winning sec west titles and uh i'd be really really happy with that i think that would be excellent i think his style of ball would give some fits to some of these defensive coordinators out there right now too i don't think they'd all know what to do with it um you see uh you know these other coaches having really good luck with their uh, with their you know schemes like Spurrier uh, down in Florida uh, with the uh, Alliance Football League won almost every game 
So <clears throat> it'd be nice to see him come back. I don't think he's done yet. And I think somebody, I forget who it was, but somebody was out there talking about him coming to Arkansas. So, Man, you get one of those guys with a lot of experience, a lot of success. You come and he'll get you some. Uh... Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was Mac no, Brown. Mac Brown. Before I forget, that's who was talking about Spurrier coming to Arkansas. I can see it happening. Yeah, I could too. Uh, he's yeah, he's still hell. He's not as old as Mac Brown either. Mm-hmm. Or at least uh, right there, he looks pretty, looks healthy too, man. It's a still at the warm, mostly warm weather climate. You know. And if you're wondering uh, what these old coaches can do, take a look at Mac Brown. Take a look at Les Miles right now, you know. Uh, the uh, Kansas State coach. I mean, there's there's several of them that are, you know, they're older, but they're winning. So, what do you want? You want somebody young or you want to win? <laughs> yeah, he can surround himself with some. If, he, if there's some young guys that he likes as his coordinators or position coach, mm-hmm. you know, fine, man. But, like, having somebody to oversee it and not be a dumbass on uh, simple and complicated coaching decisions. You know, it's like, I just don't know. I mean, are people just going to be satisfied with how we're going or hell? I would take just three. If I could just, if somebody could just tell me three years, you know, somebody solidify the program and win and that's it for just that coach, no matter who it is. Like, all right, man, we got a good program again. We won some games and we know we can do it. Oh yeah. Everybody doesn't. Everybody else, yeah, Houston Nuts making the media tour, podcasts, uh, mm. radio shows, touchdown clubs. Oh yeah, well, he's he won one, he won three SEC West championships, one every four years. So mm-hmm. oh, we haven't won one since since he left. Oh, I take him back in a heartbeat. I think it was a mistake letting him go in the first place. But so we got Steve Spurrier, Houston Nut, Lane Kiffin. Who else was it out there? Oh, um, Washington State's coach. Oh, Leach, yeah, for yeah. sure, Mike Leach, man, he would turn so, it around. You gotta throw Leach he's, on there. I he's think made he'd Texas do a hell Tech of a job. And, yeah, he's made Texas Tech and Pullman, Washington, uh, or you know, Lubbock, Texas, and Pullman, Washington teams, you know, nationally relative and mm-hmm. ranked, and exciting to watch too. Like, oh man, that was fun to watch. Like. Like whoever's hired Morris got fooled into thinking when he said most explosive offense in the nation. I think like we'd actually have that. You could go after the Mad Hatter too if you wanted to. The University of Arkansas could pick the phone up and say, "Hey, want to tell Les Miles to come on back to the SEC and let's let's win a championship." And he would, I guarantee, think long and hard about that. Oh yeah. You know, you look at uh, a lot of coaches like histories and stuff, and like, uh, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot they did. Like, there's people, there's coaches that would like, you know, leave it, mm-hmm. leave, leave after one year. You know, it's like, hey, that is a better SEC. I proved, hey, I can win at Kansas. Nobody does that. Nobody's mm-hmm. winning these road games and should have beat should have beat Texas, mm-hmm. and um, but still, we didn't. You know, usually they're used to getting whipped pretty good by everybody, and um, so hell yeah, he'd come down. And, you know, he'd come down here. Yep. Get back to the SEC, prove himself, beat Orgeron. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like- about, I think I want to make the difference here in how I classify excellent coach and I guess how these other people do. But all the coaches we're talking about are coaches that have a winning record and they all have 
wins against Power Five conferences, and they've all won their, um, you know, their conference or gotten close to winning their conference. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Nut won his conference. At, did he do it at Boise? Anyway, um, or no, he wasn't there very long, was he? No, he. I mean, he won he, definitely he, won he, championships he at Murray State. A, Murray State. That's where it was. Yeah. yeah. He booked off of Boise pretty quick, came straight up. He left, yeah, he left Boise State in pretty good because soon after that, you know, they were started to be, become a better program or even better, you know. So, And even some of these coaches have won national championships. This is how we're like, rec, this is how we're classifying an excellent coach at the University of Arkansas. That, that, in my opinion, these are the coaches we should be going after and I would be disappointed to come away with any less quality coach than that um you know I don't know I guess there's you know you had Norvell and I guess there was the gambling issue or you know the suggested gambling issue there and uh I guess you know it wasn't just us I guess it was uh, the University of uh, Florida was going after him. I think it was and didn't pick him up because of that. And I think that might have been even the year prior. And to also, I think maybe LSU was talking to him maybe. So anyway, um, so there's been some stuff floating out there about, you know, a gambling issue for quite some time with him. But at this point, you know, I don't care, man, about gambling. But I think we can get a better coach than that quality of a coach yeah i wouldn't be like i would yeah if if, if it was just hey we did go after you know and we did get norvell i wouldn't cry about it i, I liked him the last time we were looking yeah. for for a coach i'd be happy with him i'd be more happy with him than i am with uh <clears throat> what we have now with morris but uh I do think we could get a better coach. That's all I'm saying. I think yeah, there's better coaches sure. out there. For sure. So we're getting close. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's. I think the tide is turning, guys. I think it's turning because here's the thing: we all knew we were going to lose to Auburn, and everybody's just like tossing gas on the fire with this Auburn loss, like just all up in there. Like nobody had picked this game for us to win. Not even us at the beginning of the year. So why are we surprised that, you know, Auburn shellacks us? We knew it was coming. <laughs> We've known it was coming all year. Everybody did. You're not upset at that. You're upset at all the games you know we could have won. And then he dropped the ball again. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's just how we how especially that fourth I mean, not that we we're in it. You know, but we're at least trying to give us something in the third quarter, give mm-hmm. us some kind of shot. Defense was playing tough after the first possession or two in the first half and shut them out the rest of the way after only three minutes or, or you know, a couple minutes. So that's a field goal a couple minutes into the half. Mm-hmm. So they were playing good and just could not get anything, just zeros across the board. Couldn't score in the first half. We just get smoked from get from the I mean, just for the very first the strip sack and they score mm. right then they score again boom 17 nothing well we just wouldn't mm. run the ball again uh, we went out there with this passing mentality again and I don't know how long it's going to take us to keep doing that to realize it's not going to work you know we gotta we gotta get back to running the ball I mean that's where our talent is right now 
Yeah, you I mean, play, I mean, if you got a good quarterback, hand the ball off. I mean, that's pretty easy for a quarterback to do, right? Yeah, he should be able to handle that. If you got a bad quarterback, I suggest handing off more than passing. Just throwing it out there. Well, we, again, we passed twice as much, and you can and somebody could say, "Well, they have a you know really good defensive line." We weren't. I mean. Uh, we weren't passing the ball any better. To double up over that, we weren't passing it any better. And, and how many of those incompletions were great catches by the receiver? My gosh, stop. Yeah. I mean, and you didn't find I, a way to run it. Well, I heard people saying was, oh, yeah, you know, they got to pass the ball because of the situation they've been put in by the defense allowing the other team to score. That's just – I just feel like that's flawed coaching. I feel like what what's happening there is that's a, that's a coach that's – Getting uh, getting excited, getting scared about what's coming instead of trying to work to, you know, do your thing and get your scores. You well, know? listen to this. Listen to this, Chad. And we this was the exact same thing that happened last week at Kentucky. We didn't start off the game with a seventy-yard run by Boyd, but mm. he runs it for four yards, runs it again. So we're looking at third and six. Yeah. And well, hell, why not run it again or do something kind of a. Uh, Pitch out, get boy to the outside. No, we're trying to pass it and we're sacked. All right, so that's into that drive. Very next drive, we did have at least you know four yard gain on that first down. Boyd run three straight passes, punt. Mm. I mean three straight passes, not one run that second possession. <laughs> and then the very the third drive, we run it one time and then we pass the other. Good, so, gracious. So that's like the first you know that's about seven eight straight plays without a run. Maybe one sprinkled in there. And you got Auburn just running it. <laughs> they were just running everywhere. But we knew that was going to happen. We told you it was going to happen before the game. So we got to start running the ball. We, we got to get off of this pass-happy offense. We're not good at throwing the ball. I don't yeah, know. If we, had a, if we had a good quarterback, I'm hey, I'm up for passing spread the know. field. But we don't, have a, we don't have capable quarterbacks to do that right now. Like we had Peyton Manning, maybe. I don't know, man. Yeah. We got to well, run it. We just, just looks, don't I'm looking have at the passing acumen <laughs> to be no. trying to pass like we are. And sad because the the receivers are talented, but you just don't have anybody to get it. Oh, I want to see them, but come out. I don't know. <sighs> so it's here's the thing: you got to take this loss to to Alabama, and I've heard a whole lot of people discussing this and. And from my perspective, I think you have to take the loss from Alabama with Starkle or, or whoever. Probably Starkle because I think Hicks is playing hurt or whatnot. So you come out with Starkle, you take this Alabama loss, and then you go ahead and you put KJ in for the last four games. I don't think you play him before that, but I think you go ahead and ride out the rest of the year with him after this Alabama game. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. This is it before the last four games. I mean, I mean at this point, you might as well start working for next year because this year's gone. Yeah, put put a Starkle out there. Mm. And what's the reason why? I, what, what was the deal with not changing quarterbacks one bit against Auburn? Put John Stephen Jones out there. Isn't he's on scholarship? Why? I mean, I don't I don't understand that. Give him a shot in that game against Auburn. Isn't that like you gotta? Oh, you got to do something. 
I'm not saying he's going to be the starting quarterback the rest of the year, but like he just left. I kept saying, Shirley's going to make a quarterback change. I was like, I could see it happening post-game like he did against Kentucky. Oh, Ben just didn't have it today and then left left him in. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure he said that again, but he sure left Hicks in there the whole time without making a change. And good in the lower. So check, checking something up. Oh, Grady is going to be a beast in the NFL, man. Yeah, he is. He's he's a heck of a I, tight end. A I hate. Of, I hate that we've heck been of a talent, hate, man. Hate that we've been wasting a couple of his years with this these teams, but he's going to make some good money in the NFL. So we got to. I really want to root for him. Really good pro career. You're right, Chad. He's going to going to, but just kind of the college. The wins didn't come, mm. and you know he's out here. You know, seven catches, seventy two yards, a touchdown. Yeah, putting up some you know numbers. I mean? You know, doing what he can do. Running over, running over folks. Just a big body, six five guy. Mm-hmm. Just. I think you got to keep getting the ball to him. He's your most powerful weapon right now. But you got to sprinkle more of a run in with it. You know. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, Boyd had two. Uh, only got targeted twice. Two mm-hmm. two catches for twenty six yards. He's averaging thirteen yards a catch. You only target him twice. There's a passing play for you. <laughs> I'd like to add a long of seventeen. Man, he, you're averaging thirteen, giving it to Rakeem in the passing game. That's something quick yeah. out there that can so you don't get sacked Maybe or some swing <laughs> passes and stuff like that. You know. Ridiculous. Just get it, get him something out to the, you know, edge and try to get up the sideline so we can get maybe a, you know, who knows, <laughs> maybe a screen, something like but that. It does work. I mean, if he's so built on passing it, best of both worlds, boy, then you can get your passing, passing attempts. I'll tell you, a middle screen is a pretty nasty one if you can get that one off. Uh, but I guess That's hard because your O line can't move up very far at all or they'll throw a flag on you even if yeah, you yeah. stay within the proper limit they'll still throw a flag on you because they don't know what they're doing 95 percent <laughs> oh especially with the yeah, those sec refs so but uh yeah man i mean there's a lot of stuff we could do just simple stuff i don't think we have to jump up in the air and flip the ball to the you know all that on punt and everything i don't think you know that kind of stuff is necessary i think you win the game with you know power trap you know some uh, outside zone maybe some inside zone uh stuff like that you know you really come out with a big run game you know uh maybe a power sweep i don't know just some that's what i would do i would do some things like that and then you know, then start sprinkling the run in away from, or the pass in away from the, you know, you know, a little play action just away from the run. And I know all that's just simple, and you're thinking, oh, that's just, that's too simple. But that's what they got uh, Bo Nix running, if you watch. So. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> they're not doing just crazy complicated stuff. They just run it right, run the plays right, and just <laughs> smart about it. Like they, you know, you're you're looking for even just any kind of slant pattern over, you know, mm-hmm. crossing pattern, and they just did nothing until you finally see Morris catching one, like in the, you know, late in the second quarter for a first down. I was like, why don't why don't you throw that more often? <laughs> it's right there, just something quick, get it out of there. If you don't trust your offensive line to protect you for 
uh, you know, longer than a couple of seconds. Something like that. I, I mean, I don't, well, I don't know, man. Bad, Why don't they... There were some bad mistakes by everybody saying Hicks is the guy and he's, you know, transgressed and or, and became awesome. I would say, well, he's had a week with Craddock and now look at him. Yeah, you just want to be thrown. You got to just be thrown in there. Not really. Because last know. week he was good. When he was and A&M. In, right? Every... A&M when he got thrown in. But that's the way it should have should have been. He just should have came in as relief. Now we know. Like, don't start him again. Hell, throw him in there. I, it's like, oh, yeah, Hicks is coming in now. But don't start him. Mm-hmm. Let him just half-ass pay attention to, you know, what's Craddock's going over and over. Crazy. It's like, well, next guy, they start anyways, you know. But I'm agree. I'm I'm with you. I think KJ we should give him a shot, man. Just those last four games. Yeah, why not? See what he you can know, do. The quarterbacks we got now just aren't good, and that's okay. We need yeah. to get somebody else in there at quarterback, and until then, let's run the ball a lot because that's how you win football games in the SEC. I don't know what does he think his lines to undersized like he can't run the ball do you think they feel like it would be physically impossible for our guys to run the ball i mean i'd hope not especially with the big holes they've opened up with you know some major runs through them i don't know what do you think tim yeah i don't i mean uh i don't know why you don't keep just running man I mean, not just like that second drive or third drive only running at one time. Look, I mean, you're having okay success. You're not you're not just losing, getting stuffed for zero gain or loss every time you uh, go to Boyd against that. Auburn's got a, you know, mm-hmm. probably a couple of NFL guys, but you're still competing against them. There's no sense you can't break a run off. You did it the week before. I, I mean, would suggest just, to these guys that they keep throwing the ball in between the 40s because we move the ball really well when we throw in the 40s and then as soon as we or the 20s and then as soon as we get into the 20s we need to start running it again you know because that's where we always start falter out we keep trying to throw and as that field shortens we we just get horrible and also you don't ever you're not tiring the defense at all when you do that things like that you know uh you're passing it boom 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 real quick Mm-hmm. incompletions and giving it right back to our getting our defense tired i mean you're not <laughs> you're not putting any kind of hurt on on their guys yeah so there keeps them fresher later on in the game let's you know and, and if you let's come out and run the ball and then if we you know we get into a rhythm and we're making some touchdowns and stuff that would you know what's wrong with that? That that's what I'm saying, right? Like, why do we gotta? Why do we feel like we have to start throwing everywhere? And I'm not saying you just you can't throw at all. I wouldn't <laughs> be a fan of that either. I don't think that's very realistic. But I definitely feel like you know you could come out with a more of a fifty-fifty offense and be a lot more successful. And if you're yeah, if you're too. running well, why not be a eighty, you know, twenty? Offense? Sprinkling in there really, really catch them off guard. <laughs> Ain't catching anybody off guard right now. Mm-mm. So I don't know, man. It's it's rough. It was yeah. a bad loss. 
was. When you look at that, just the big just score, fifty-one to ten. They're six and one. We're two and five. Zero oh and four. That's just hmm. makes you stick to your stomach. That's like a uh, Vanderbilt or something. You know, that's like one of those teams you make fun of, man. <laughs> Things we used to do to folks. We've beaten Auburn pretty good like that before, but it's been a while, man. You know, uh, yeah, last hell, year even... it was historic that we only won two games. Like, that's the first time anything like that was the worst year we've ever had in Razorback history. And it looks like we might match it this year. That's what's just crazy to me. Do you think we're going to win that Western Kentucky day game? we got to win something, right? Like, I think we got a bit. <laughs> I think we got a better shot at Mississippi State than Western Kentucky with the well, Tennessee coming back. Mississippi State, right? Yeah. yeah, as I was say, with Ty Story coming back for a revenge game, and the way we've played against San Jose State and Portland State this year in the first half, of the first three quarters of the Colorado State oh, game, man. you know, what do I trust more? Hey, eh? Portland State was bad. Like the more you think back on that, that was bad that we lost that game the way we did. We should have known then. We did know that. <laughs> we did. We did. Maybe not everybody. Uh, saying oh, hey wins a win <laughs> it's like I guess it really shouldn't even damn count I mean we how's that that's half of Morris's wins Portland State and Eastern Illinois half of them with Arkansas oh, Division 1 AA schools man not Power 5 not even the group of 5 <laughs> conferences yeah. Division 1 AA that's half his wins so far and we're we, over a year and a half it sucks, man. It's embarrassing. It's pretty embarrassing. I love falls, man. I love football, man. It's not fun when I don't spend all my time thinking about Razorback football. I spent, I spent a lot of it, even with this losing. But I thought I saw where somebody said it was childish that we're, you know, watching the Razorbacks and rooting for them and stuff, and that we're getting too worked up about nothing, basically. <laughs> well, hey, everybody's got their own. So whoever said that's wrong, hey, you got to do your own thing, man. That's just like your opinion, man. I mean, that's I'm just sure there's like a, your opinion, man. I mean, everybody's got their thing. Hell, I don't want everybody. I don't want everybody in the world. All, all couple million of whatever Arkansas's population. Don't forget, out of state fans come and want to go to the game. How am I supposed to get a ticket? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want everybody. It's a, to me, it's. It's something I was, yeah, you can say right now with football, is like, man, damn it, I was born into this thing. It's, you know, I'm just stuck with them. Hell, I, don't know. I get to be a Razorback fan. Screw all you other people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to watch them, man. Yeah, I'm going to watch them. I've been in the football, like, I was raised in it, you know? So, I couldn't imagine not following the, the team or whatnot. I think it's kind of weird they don't. Like, I feel like that's more weird. I kind of feel sorry for them if they don't have that. You know, uh, you know, feeling you're you're a part of something that big, man. I mean, it ain't nothing like being Bigger a race back fan. You just say, yeah, like you, you're like me, man. We're race back football. I mean, that's a this is like what are the I mean, no matter what, you can meet, you can talk about race football, race back football, man. Mm-hmm. Talking to that's you. That's true. You can talk to your dad. You can talk to a stranger. You can talk to, with uh, Razorback football with your buddies. 
put it on a <laughs> podcast. You can just talk about it anywhere, man. Oh, yeah. I love being raised back. I don't know. Do we need to go through this game anymore? Do you want to? Should we? I I have no reason to. I don't really want to go through the scores and stuff like we normally do. Look, they scored nobody a lot. To we scored, you know, twice. So yeah, we did the fake punt thing. The mo- it's been all over ESPN and social media and everything like that. Everybody's <laughs> seen it. How embarrassing is that? <laughs> yeah, it's like you? I better not hear Who somebody. Does that? I've heard two different things from people. You know, some some uh, being a Razorback fan is like, you know, try to talk shit to me, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of folks. You're you're, you're living in the wrong place. I live in Northwest Arkansas. And he's like, dude, I'm not the only one, and I, he ain't gonna give me help for being a Razorback fan. Yeah, it's like I didn't. It's like I'm always like, well, I didn't hire the coach. Why am I? Why should I feel? You know, why should I don't feel responsible for it? I didn't hire him. I didn't wasn't too excited when he got hired. It wasn't on top of my list. He hadn't proved it to me yet. I agree. No, if he beats Alabama, that's a step. I can tell you that. <laughs> I agree, man. But I do kind of, man, I feel like I should have went up there and yelled or something. I don't know. <laughs> but this can't happen. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like this on a no, loudspeaker. <laughs> You're a check. This, this is, is your a- last warning. <laughs> Do not hire Coach Morris. I was like, uh, oh, man, I'm all excited about – I'll never forget that where I was like, oh, I'm all excited about the team. I can't wait. And blah, blah, blah. And Luke goes, have you seen his record at SMU yet? <laughs> and I was like, no. Should I look? <laughs> I just figured. Oh, man. It wasn't yeah, good when a- I looked. No. I was not happy after. <laughs> I have felt like we were in a bad situation since I, I said it. I said, this doesn't feel good. I think this is a bad situation. Uh, but uh, Well, you you told me, and I, tr- I trust you, man, because um, you told me after the after we went to the Florida game, uh, Bielema's first year down in Gainesville at that stadium, and after the game, you know, we're a couple games into Bielema's era. Yeah. And then not even this bad as far gone as we've gone. And you were like, uh, or you knew it then. You're like, I just don't know. I mean, you never were. I, you never called me like, man, we got this is the most amazing hire in the first place. But after yeah. that Florida game, a couple games in, you're like, you, you know what? You uh, told everybody, I was like, I don't think this is going to work out with Bielema. You know, I was like, oh, man, you know, I was like, come <laughs> on, man. You know, he's, he's trying to get back to, you know. I mean, he just wasn't good stuff. at calling plays, man. Yeah, until so like it's just it's like man, if you the yeah, intuition you knew it wasn't gonna work out a couple, even though he stayed five years, and I trust your judgment on. Well, I guess this ain't, just, this ain't it for five years. I didn't, I didn't think he'd be here this long. Honestly, <laughs> I thought it would be much quicker when I said that, and he just seemed to hang it, hang out, just hang around. <laughs> just hang around, you know, just enough, just, just enough to get the job next year. I hope oh, that yeah. doesn't happen with this guy, man. Like, what if we win win tomorrow? What if we beat Alabama by three points on accident? Oh, he's definitely he's oh there he's giving him a he's gonna pull along after beating him beat Texas and give him a contract extension. <laughs> Golly. That's what happened with that Bielema year, man. Like we started off like this, <laughs> you know, two and five, game, and then 
We uh, <laughs> we we shut out LSU and Ole Miss back to back, and then then whipped up Texas. So I was like, I guess you can kind of like that. It, that sounds like some momentum, but mm-hmm. we still was like, all right, better than nothing. This defense two games and a hell of a defense that year with some of those guys. Golly, <laughs> this is crazy. And then he sticks around the next year. Then he won like. Well, and after that, how still there? He and now hey, listen to this. Then he goes seven and six. So we beat Florida. It's like all right. And then they lose three out of four to that season. Blow two fourth quarter big leads against Missouri Virginia Tech. And guess what? He's there the next year. Yeah, Luke. you kept saying, "Are we not going to fire this guy? Is this what's going to happen with Coach Morris?" I mean, he's going to beat Bama, beat why LSU. Why would you and- not fire him at this point? Do you think? Look, I mean, are you waiting ten. to see if he? I mean, there's. I, I think that we're gonna get in a situation like we got in with with Morris. Honestly, uh, waiting too long and, and firing Bellama at the end of the year, not being able to get another coach because you had waited so long to go ahead and let your coach go. And now it's made your coaching search rough. Uh, you, you thought you knew who your guy was. You went after that guy. You didn't get him. Then you just like grabbed up whoever was left, basically. And that's how you hurt yourself the first time. So what are we going to do that again with this coach? You know. And we turn around and sign that big old contract again. So it's like, are we going to learn any lessons here? Like, go ahead and let him go. You know, and let's let everybody know we're getting a, we're looking for a coach, and let's 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 find us somebody that's proven. It's a proven winner. You know, I mean, look at how, uh, you know, Hatfield. Everybody wants to talk about Hatfield this and Hatfield that, and he got ran off by, you know, <clears throat> uh, Broyles or whatnot. And maybe he did, maybe he didn't get run off. I, I don't, I don't tend to think he did because he had a contract extension, so. I don't think that's the case. I think he left because he thought he could go over to Clemson and win the championship, and he was able to do that. So, um, you know, maybe to have a little bit more freedom or whatnot. But I don't think it was it was totally that. I think you know he you know he felt like he was going to have more freedom over there. But the point I'm getting to is after he left and went, we we had to hire somebody quickly. We got we was in kind of a bind, you know. And so we, t- we took who was out there with uh, Crow, and we're kind of doing the same thing again. You know what I'm saying, Tim? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you absolutely. keep well, seeing these patterns, don't do it. Like, when did we get a successful hire? Well, when we fired Crow in the middle of the season, we let D.C. take over, and then we got somebody at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had, had a good search. Well, let me uh, uh, run this by you. This is from uh, coacheshotseat.com. Seems kind of accurate. This is what the – uh, <laughs> I, never just basic, this. I I was just looking at. It, I was like, were you talking about the jobs? And you're talking, so I'm 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 thinking in my mind like the options. Like, you know what? This doesn't seem like a huge year that there's a lot of guys that like will get fired. You know, in the, when we were hired mm-hmm. Morris, it seems like there's a lot of jobs that opened up. The last year, last year it seemed like a lot of like big jobs opened up. You know, oh, a lot true. of change been the SEC. All right, so number one, Joe Moorhead, Mississippi State. Uh. Like he's on number, the hot seat? Yeah, like he's the number one hot seat. Number two, Chad Morris, Arkansas. Oh, wow. We've already made it up that far. Number three, Willie Taggart, Florida State. So, yeah, he's pretty know, Florida State's going to be one we're going to have to compete with for sure. They're going to be – they're getting rid of Taggart. Yeah. 
I'm not so sure if though. I mean, Morehead ain't ain't done as good as, but that's Mississippi State. They had Mullen for a couple years, and that was it. They're just back to being Mississippi State. So I'm not sure. Yeah, they got number four. You know, we'll see who we'll see who uh, who they get. They they probably wouldn't get somebody that they're not going to get as somebody. They're not going to. They're not going to go after any of the coaches that we talked about earlier. I don't think they're not going to get them. They might go after Kiffin. They may go after Kiffin. Yeah. So number four is Pruitt with Tennessee. I think his job. I think he's he's shown that they're they're going in the right direction. Uh, Number five, Lovey Smith, Illinois. He just beat Wisconsin. He ain't going anywhere. Then Clay Helton, USC. Now that's one. Smith down here. Yeah, he's yeah. Oh, yes. coach, man. Then you got Clay Helton, USC. I think I think he's he might we might compete with USC and Florida State, but and then I mean that, in USC, you're probably, they're probably going to get Leach, somebody like that, you know, somebody yeah. used to that West Coast offense. Yeah, I'm so, definitely thinking Meyer. Meyer, if Meyer goes back to college, that's probably. I mean, they'll pay him ten million a year over there but yeah but i mean he said he only wants the i mean he he's usually pretty accurate when he says these things and i think he's gonna wind up with the cowboys yeah well i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it either you make a good point then you got chip kelly ucla i don't know manny diaz miami it's his first year but he might Is will muschep south carolina i don't think i don't i mean he hadn't had a he's one of those second tomorrow <laughs> hey, ucla football is not really an easy it's not really a program like. Well, they probably he, say the same thing about Arkansas. It's not really one of those programs, but he could do. Yeah, yeah, he could. He could <laughs> take. He could take us with our Walmart sponsor, just like he did in Oregon. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even man. He went ten and six two years at Philadelphia and the Eagles. That wasn't too bad. No, not bad at all. Well, they they went three and nine last year, but they won three games in conference, and they're two and five this year, two and two in conference. So they're trending a little better this year. I'm not so sure, you know, that he's not going to get another year. So I don't know. I think maybe USC and Florida State really the jobs we're going to compete with this year. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I can see that, but there's still a lot of good coaches out there, so it gives us a lot of good options, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a good if we're gonna do it. I think this year's a good one. So then you got to think. You know, do you want a young guy? Do you want somebody that's proven? Who you gonna bring in? I I really believe at this point the only way to go is a proven coach who's a who has already done some you know phenomenal stuff. Yeah, somebody that's proven that they've won a Power Five game. I don't know if we need to get anybody that has to be in the Power Five school again. I don't know if that's the right move. But just look like South Carolina, they went and got Spurrier. He winds up being their winningest coach. And then you got Matt Ground over here at North Carolina knocking it out. You got, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying that these older coaches are, are doing really well. So, I don't know. And what's wrong with if somebody says a quick fix? Says, oh, yeah, I want to get as good as good as I can, as quick as I can, man. I don't know what everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, we need – like as far as like a spare, that'd be great. Hell, if he's only coaches four years and gets us to wins the SEC, gets this program back up, man. I mean, hell, I'd take that if he retires after that. Yeah, I think a quick fix would be perfect for us. <laughs> I think I think we got the talent. You get the correct coach, he could win a national championship four years from now. A better coach would go to a bowl game this year. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, absolutely. that's obvious. You've seen that from just players, mm-hmm. players making plays. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like they're going to be inheriting a 
a bad team. So, and you could really sell it like, hey, you know, take a look at these games and look, we just barely lost them. Watch this guy's coach and, you know. If you're oh, a yeah. coach, you you could just watch these games. You would know, like, you could do better. <laughs> you got to, man. Like, even you could tell Nut, look, he knew everything players and everything that's gone. He's like gone back to you know, even that Portland State game they didn't play that well, you know, or Ole Miss they wish mm-hmm. they would have had back and played better. You know, no one in his mind is like, dude, I could win. I could win this game. So, I mean, really? It's that Ole Miss was bad when I could, or when I went against them when I was with Arkansas, but they were they were pretty bad. Two years in a row to that. And San Jose State never lost say, anybody like that. What do you say to the the major argument against not getting Ole Miss which or uh uh, Coach Nut, which is his Ole Miss record, uh, having the you know real bad Ole Miss record. I think you, I say first off, his first couple of years wasn't that bad, and I think you can't go from being a native of Little Rock, Arkansas, growing up in Arkansas, going to school at the University of Arkansas, coaching at the University of Arkansas, to the head coach at Ole Miss. And do a good job. Well, he won two. Your heart's not in it, you know? He went two nine-win seasons, two Cotton Bowl victories. For Ole Miss, ranked in the and the end poll, they were still ranked those years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, would you not take those last two years with that? For Ole Miss, they can't They can't claim the years that just got wiped out with uh, uh, Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. So that's the best. When have they done that? <laughs> when, have they, when were they winning back-to-back bowl games and nine win seasons being ranked at the end of the year. I don't know why everybody always talks about the last two years. Well, he had two damn good ones too. Yeah. So no, he did have two good ones. He had two bad ones, you know, I guess he got (laughs) let go or whatever, but I, you know, I just say that all of his, the remainder of his record outweighs his two bad years. That's what I say. I say you, you, you take a coach like that because of his, you know, the entirety of his record, not those two bad years. Anybody can have a couple bad years, you know. Is two is two and ten back to back seasons any better? I mean, really? Yeah. Especially if you're, especially if you're like Ole Miss and you don't like the school or the people, or you don't really want to be there. Oh yeah. You know. He showed what he could do, and then he's like, oh, whatever. It's- I have no love for him like the hogs. Deep down inside, just kind of despise them a little bit. You can't say it to anybody <laughs> or anything because you're just taking their money, but that's really how you feel. And they paid him pretty good, too. Oh, everybody had an agreement at that time. Like, you know, we're going to let you get revenge and you're going to, you know, try to win some games. And he says it, you know, when he talks on the podcast, basically that, he went in there to win right away because they had a team that reminded him of the team that he had. He had no intention of building that team up. I mean, when he talks about it, it's kind of how I felt. Maybe yeah, he came in there a little bit too much. But. If they wouldn't have fired Orgeron, he wasn't going to win nine games back-to-back Cotton Bowl victories either. Definitely wasn't going to do that. No. You gotta be a good coach to turn someone, turn just take over the next year. You did that at Arkansas when he first came. 
Mm. Well, nine wins and eight wins back to back, and that Cotton Bowl victory against Texas the second year. He can turn a program like that. Hell, man. Give him two years and let him. See what you know. happens. <laughs> so, yeah, just two year contract. <laughs> I bet you he'd take it without a buyout. I bet he'd be without, excited yeah, he to know. come help us out. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm a fan. <laughs> and if you're not, I don't understand it. If you don't like he's nut, it's really kind of unrazorback of you, honestly. Yeah, it's not I like Chad Morris is one of fans or anything, but he didn't go to A and M and grew up in, as a Longhorn fan. Yeah. Jeez. How do you Something. win at the University of Arkansas if you went to the A and M? You had to watch us all through the Southwest Conference days growing up, right? Watch us yeah. just dominate, just dominate you all the time, just constantly, just dominating you. And then you coach in Texas the whole time, just stay there, just coach all in Texas. And then you, you know, leave and come right back to Texas as soon as you can. When you get hired by Arkansas, you think you're going to do a good job at that job? Like, you think you really want to be there? I don't know. No. Even if you're jacked up on Red Bulls all the time, and your heart <laughs> may stop at any second. <laughs> jacked up on Red Bulls. Woo! <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, I don't know, man. Do we have anything else that we need to say about football or coaches or... <laughs> Do you want to fire the coordinator? What? Anything else? I just want to win a game. I don't know what else we can say. I, I don't know if you guys are getting here tired of hearing us talk about the football team, but we're going to keep talking about them no matter what. Every single week, we're going to bring you some, some sort of content. And uh, hopefully... Man, we'll get a win when we go in Alabama. What do you think, Tim? If we're going to beat Bama, sure. Why not? It's all coming together. We've ran vanilla stuff this whole year. We're about to put some sprinkles on it. About to put some chocolate syrup. We're going to win this thing. Well, we should probably, you know, go ahead and take a look. Do a prediction? Oh. Do you want to talk about their team or anything? (laughs) Well, you said, what else you got Got about football? I was like, well, I thought you were ending it. I meant Arkansas football, like, I mean, I know we had to preview Bama, but I meant, like, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no. Anything else you. about firing well, the coach, two is I out. guess? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm over it right now, man. Until next week. Yeah, two is out. He's gone. Yeah, not going to be playing. You got the uh, got the backup coming in, which is probably a you know NFL starter, so... We'll see and you got happens. two's little brother at, at freshman too. He'll probably come in at the. This will probably be one of his uh red four red or four games he plays and can red shirt against us. Oh, man, I hate it when it's cool stuff like that and it's not my team. Like a little brother coming in. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Golly. So. I mean, they got a good program. Uh, good lord, every single. Every single player on their program is just a. They're big. They're fast. They're smart. They've got good football IQ. They know where to be at the right time. 
and they're fast and they're big. <laughs> Golly, they are. They really are. Um, they're tall and they don't have any fat on them, even the offensive line. Big, uh, big, fast, tough team. Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters. So you're gonna have Mac Jones. That's gonna be your quarterback. Um, you know, I don't know anything about him, but I guarantee he's gonna be good. Uh, you got uh, who was it? This uh, Devonte Smith. He's a pretty decent wide receiver this year. Uh, we'll be you'll be seeing him a lot. Uh, Jerry Drew, uh, another wide receiver, did has been doing really well. So I don't know. <laughs> Do you got anything? I mean, we get we. Do you really need us to go over the numbers? I mean, they're all. All Americans. Yeah, they got receivers. Like you said, Smith guy. He's got nine touched, nine touchdowns halfway through the season. So yeah, mm. and he's he's one that even before last is like really last year like Judy and Rugs and Waddle, and then mm-hmm. again then he had the Smith guy or already had him, but you know he he comes up big this year. Nine touchdowns a race, and they always got good running backs. You know they got Harris and Bo Robinson Jr. And, well, Harris is the monster. Yeah, so yeah, he's you know he's the lead back for sure. Mm-hmm. Not as good as Boyd yet, but he's you know, he's, he's got he's good. Though. Is this right? Eight hundred and seventy-six yards. No, I got him at a uh, five hundred fifty-six net yards this year. Okay, maybe we... first, maybe last year, maybe had it. Yeah, I must be looking at last year's. Still though, that's halfway through the year. My God, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely gonna pass a thousand. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. And their off their defense is amazing too. Great big giant fast mm-hmm. defense. <laughs> like always, yeah. I mean, uh, NFL I mean, I defensive line, NFL linebackers. Bill, yeah. defensive backs, everything. I don't watch Alabama football, really, but I know it's really good. That's the one thing I do know about it. Yeah. Well, the games are blowouts. I'll watch that Alabama-LSU game, but a lot of their games are blowouts. I'll so watch I'm watching the, the closer game. Yeah, I watch the beginning of them, and I go, oh, man, I hope they're going to beat Alabama. <laughs> and then I go, yeah, I'm going to turn this to something else. About the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I feel like kind of like the Duke game this year. Duke plays with for like a quarter, and then then they end up winning forty two to three. <laughs> Ole Miss takes the lead seven up, and then they ended up. Yeah, I remember just... I was all excited, but I was like, Ole Miss is going to do it again this year. <laughs> they did fifty nine thirty one. Oh, golly! You know, Saban had to get after their ass for giving up thirty one to Ole Miss. That's they crazy. can beat you low score, and they can beat you. You know, they haven't scored below. I mean, 35 is their lowest point total of the year. You know, they haven't shut anybody out this year, so we can't get shut out. That would be embarrassing to be Alabama's first shutout of the year. You know, I saw Saban, you know, he's using the media, ain't really asking anything big time, and he's always getting fake pissed off to fire his team up against us because there's no other motivation. Oh, he did this to us the last couple of years, too. He just started doing this when we were really bad. It's like, I know nobody's fired up about this game, though. We're 35-point favorites. 
<laughs> oh, make the turn something around on the media. It's like you can't be. You're not lying. But then one day, 19 hours, 37 minutes, and 11 seconds. I got a countdown on their website here. Golly, man. It's going to be tough. I hope everybody is, uh, you know, ready for this one. That game, too. If you're, betting, if you're betting, you probably need to uh, go ahead and use my bookie. Go ahead and use promo code HOGCALL. If you uh, put in 100, they're going to match you 100. Make it two, you get to bet with. Or if you put it in a thousand, they're gonna match you a thousand. Make it two, you get to bet with. The cool thing about uh, my bookie is that uh, whatever your deposit is, you know they'll match that, and uh, that's a pretty good deal, it really is. So if you're gonna be betting, use promo code Hog Call and uh, go to my bookie. Do yourself a favor get you some extra money so what what is the uh, spread Tim well that's what I was wondering well I know the way it's been changing all week all right, 35 it's well, 35 right now I said it started off 35 I think it might have dropped for some reason um, right, I'll look it up it... real quick sorry guys Figure why not? All right, here we're almost there. Oh, uh, 32 point favorites. 32 point favorites. Oh. Goodness gracious. You think we could keep it that close? I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. We might not be able to. Wow. Man, if, if somebody put $1,000. Oh, Alabama. Oh, gosh. Never mind. How? <laughs> 1000 how are we against the? Uh, how are we against? Or how is Alabama against the spread this year? Have they been covering? That's what I'd like to know. Uh, I think they've been. I, I bet think, they usually. Yeah, I think they've been covering the spread. So, if anybody wants to lay down a thousand on it and saw wins, you'd win fifty thousand dollars. How about that? Man, <laughs> so if you put a hundred on there, you win five hundred bucks. You pretty oh, you might five thousand. It's that big of an odds, man. Really? Yeah. Just to win it? Yeah. Hundred Arkansas wins it. Man. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Alabama, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Alabama straight up this year, seven and oh. Or no, against the spread. Oh, they're uh three and four against the spread this year. Seven and oh straight up. Well yeah, they've won every game. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's At home even... they're two and three. Hmm. hmm. That matches them even better. But usually their spreads are so high. I mean, somebody scores a late trash touchdown against them like A&M did. Oh, yeah. You know, other teams like that. So. I don't know, man. Maybe we'll what do you think? You think, we, you think we can keep that? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure we can. I'll be honest with you. It's sad to say. It's hard, hard to even say, but it's like I've just been heartbroken so many times here. That's I think we're like, going to well, be embarrassed. I think that. Saban is probably betting in his head that he can score more than than uh, Auburn. 
and he's probably sitting around thinking like, well, this ain't even going to be a real game, so really I should just see how much more points I can score and pad my, you know, trip to the national championship the best I can in case I slip up and lose a game. Yeah, with so many undefeated teams right now, I mean, there's people talking about, you know, or, oh, they should be ranked fifth or sixth. They haven't played anybody. The last thing you want to do if you're Saban is let Arkansas in that game. So that doesn't look good for us. Mm-hmm. There's They've got a bye week next game. So LSU game isn't for another two weeks. It's not, it's not really much of a trap game because you still got a bye week to get ready and get healthy and prepare for them and get Tua back. Um, I guess that's probably the only reason that it's 32. It probably would be. 40 something if two was playing. But uh, that's so what's probably going to happen is they're probably looking to win 49 to nothing. They're probably in that and pitch a shutout all year either. This is not looking good. What are we doing? I bet we keep it within the. I bet we keep it close. I bet you they don't cover. Nice. I, like beat us. I bet they don't cover. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. <laughs> so be, uh, you guys should probably run out and. You know, bet on Bama to cover right away, but my guess is they won't. We'll keep it close, kind of like last year. It's going to be our Super Bowl. You know how teams can be when it's your Super Bowl. Look at yeah. look at you know Portland State. Yeah, well, Illinois beat they were thirty something point underdogs, I think, or something like that, to Wisconsin last weekend. They won. Um, Tennessee. Yeah, South Carolina over Georgia was a pretty big, mm. big upset. So you never know. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe puts KJ in like KJ is your show, and he just comes out, and... or just or just Starkle comes out hot and just zooming it all around. Just feeling it, man. Just Boys running, it. opening up holes for Wade. And... I mean, we got to play a perfect game. Basically, yeah. we have to play a perfect game. No mistakes. Yeah. And force no them to some turnovers. Call, no matter what the play call, no matter how dumb it is, it's a perfect play, even if we shouldn't do it. Oh man, you think we got any more fake punts in our in our playbook? We can whip out. Man, his. <laughs> All right. I hate to have to do this, but. <laughs> I gotta go back to Arkansas real quick because there's something else that we talked about that I didn't talk about earlier that I meant to, and I'm just gonna touch on it real quick, probably an hour or so. Um, basically, I read that he's not repping teams in practice; he's repping individuals. So basically, when a football team practices, generally, they practice in periods. And uh, you'll have, like, five-minute periods. And within those five-minute periods, they'll be segmented up in the various things. So you'll be working on, you know, like, uh, your routes in one period, handoffs in another period, uh, your wide receiver starts in a period, catching in a period, throwing motion in a period, so on and so forth. Just various things that you'd be working on in these in these different periods and then you move into team and your period would lengthen to like 
you know, 20 minute periods or whatnot. That's what you generally see. Um, but I guess with this coach, they just rep the uh, individuals a lot and not much team. And basically team is when you're going your ones against twos and your ones against like, ones. Like the only time doing that is like the end of the practice, he's scrimmaging them maybe. Mm-hmm. Some, like it just at the very end instead of coming together at any other point. So I think we spent about the first 20 minutes on the individual and the rest of practice was we, we, we took the field and divided it up and uh, the defense took one half the offense took the other half and we repped teams for the whole time um, and I was always an offensive guy so I was always on the offensive side of the ball but uh, that that's how we did it and uh, yeah you would you would rep a lot like that was 95% of practice you know um, was repping teams and just making sure your plays were down pat I guess yeah. his coach doesn't do that I guess he yeah he you can tell it. it's obvious too it's obvious too no wonder they've only got 20% of the playbook learned or you know that's crazy guys that's not that's horrible horrible coaching if that's true that's just insane that a coach would do that it makes no sense um a coach would not be around other coaches that did that i've never heard of this as like a strategy before um if this is a strategy and this is the first time i'm hearing about that's got to be a a problem i've been in football for my whole life i've never heard the rep a whole bunch of individual i mean i guess in i'll take it back i guess like in peewee ball it's good to do that <laughs> if i learned the fundamentals when you're a tea tot <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah no that's bad at this point you should have been repping those in the off season that's when you rep that kind of stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. um basically you get what you've built yourself up to in the off season and then you have enough time to maintain that and improve a little bit as the season moves forward but really the off season is all about making those leaps and jumps forward um and you'll see it a little bit throughout the season but mm-hmm. not as much as people like to believe because well. you're repping teams and making sure that you know your plays are right. It's crazy. Right. It's you like, think you it's think like too chess with no practice, basically. <laughs> you would think just walking in the park and playing an old man just at the at the park table and just beating him out of the earth, <laughs> just going in there blind. Well, you would think too, like even even he had adapt to it after so much offensive uh, struggling on offense that he would like, you know what, maybe we should just master plays mm-hmm. and like well, we're going to run in the game. Maybe we should wow. master, even if they kept it, you know, kept it to a lower amount that they, <laughs> you know, how, how about you run those over and over and over until they're right? Well, yeah. But chalk I it think... up to chalk it up to another one on his list. 
let's just do five run plays and five pass plays till we can get those right. And then when we get those right, let's go ahead and add some play action off of it. And I know everybody's going, oh, that's too simplistic or whatnot. Okay, this is I'm okay football. with simplistic at this point. I'm okay with it. Let's just go with simplistic. Let's, like, really hard, you know, offensive genius didn't work. So let's try super simplistic <laughs> and see how Maybe that I guarantee it works better. I would, too, if they just ran that many plays and just, like, mastered them, got them down. With the talented guys we have on offense that can make plays, like the Lombardi, you know, turn something into. Like the Lombardi <laughs> power sweep. The one play he repped so many times, he knew that when he repped that play, he would at least get five yards every single time, no matter what. Oh, yeah. How about you just beat the defense? (laughs) Boyd would be great in that power sweep over and over. Oh, yeah, man. Running that by the line. That small line we got pulling really fast and getting Mm -hmm. around the edge. That would be really good for us. Oh, sure. Well, surely. Yeah, Morris ain't going to do that. And then be nice, man. when everybody overcommits over. and they attack that power sweep, you just throw a little pass to the wide receiver sitting out there on the backside hanging out all by themselves. Just kind of toss <laughs> it up to them. Let them run under it and get the ball. You didn't even go like throw it to them. You just throw it up in their mm-hmm. general oh, yeah. area. Even Hicks could do that, man. Oh, yeah. Just keep it in bounds. That's, the, yeah. that's, what, that's all you need to do in the pass. He could do some hurry up with that too, just having that many plays. It's like, well, I'd usually put my tallest. Yeah, I usually put my tallest, faster receiver out there on that side too, so that when you run it at sweep, you got that tall, fast receiver over there. For a while, they'll be like, oh, they're never going to throw it to him. And then you just doop. Yeah. Hey, man, we got some Mercs and Knox, pretty good sized guys with some speed too. So that'd, that'd be good for them out there. So that's just yeah. the stupidest thing I ever heard. And I had to, uh, well, I guess I had to get out there and say it. Well, I'm glad you did. So I guess we should get back to the game and checking on the, <laughs> the points there. Oh, man. I can't believe he's not running teams. <laughs> upsets me more and more and more I sit here and think about it more and more and more you talk about it yeah I'm it's, with it's, you it's hard not to talk about it frustrates me so bad <laughs> <sighs> alright Alabama 43 Arkansas 37 wow oh that's gonna be a heartbreaker man get that close uh, I'm gonna go Alabama 45, Arkansas. Mm, I'll go 13. Mm, that hurts. That does hurt. That one hurt, man. Well, I'd like to be wrong. I mean, I just... I hope I'm wrong. Hope we win. We could open up club moral victory if you're right, though, Chad. I guess... I mean, I, I, I still feel feel like it would be horrible, but <laughs> I don't know. Is it like better the... just to get stomped and embarrassed or to barely lose every game? I don't know. It's I mean, at least you'd get at least you'd get the whole game to to like think, oh, we're gonna win this, you know, and get 
more plays, but man, it hurt. I don't know. It hurts more when you lose a heartbreaker. I think when it was just in your grasp, you lose more sleep over it. Yeah, when you lose those heart heartbreakers that are right in your grasp, like you're saying, the thing about it is, is that you know deep down inside there's a possibility to win it, and it was yeah, purely the just, horrible coaching that lost it, and that's what yeah, really like, frustrates me. Throughout times of my Razorback football fanhood, it's not as far as losses go. Uh, it's not the ones that we get beat, you know, uh, by forty points. Uh, in our history that bothers me it's the close one what do always people talk about that were uh oh in the 60s that 69 arkansas texas game that we should have had that's yeah. the one game that people you know people talk about those are the games that you know so i don't know maybe you'd rather get blown out sometimes well those are embarrassing but sometimes you're just like well whatever at least no, you got it done and got it over with you know yeah, especially when it's like Alabama. It's like, whatever, man. I'm just tired tired of Alabama being number one, but here they are. We haven't beat them in 13 years. What's your guess? Are they going to – I told you mine earlier. Are they going to play Hicks or uh, Starkle? You go ahead. I think Starkle is. I mean, I think he's healthy. I think they're going to put him back out there. I think so, too. Do you think he gets beat up so bad we got to play uh, KJ the rest of the uh, rest of the year? Oh, he's definitely putting in Hicks at halftime if, or after his injury, after Starkle's injuries. I don't know, man. I mean, the rest of the year, I don't see, I don't see why not. There's so many freshmen that play. I don't mm-hmm. see what the difference is. I mean, Alabama, I guess maybe not using that. You'd, he'd have a better chance against anybody else, you know. So, but it'd be nice to see him get a chance. It would. See what he can do. I mean, no matter what, we're still playing SEC defense. That's it's not true. like he's gonna, you know, you know, well, get, get scorned or get, you know, like, oh man, I can never recover. You know, Alabama sacking me a time, one time. And well, I guess we should uh, pause for uh, a sponsor word here, and then we will uh, we'll wrap this thing up. And- I think we got something y'all want to hear about. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. What do you think, Tim, man? How about that fantasy team? What are we uh what are we looking like? Well <laughs> let's see, last week uh I beat the number one team, 135 to 102. Mullen, how about that? Chad, you lost a tough one. You're still out of the playoffs right now, but you're four and four tied. Oh, goodness. You know, in our division with this, and I'm second place in the SEC, so you're just right there with me, a couple points less than me. So a couple more weeks to go. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, touchdown Jesus and two legit to quit, and Van Gundy's Mullen are all tied for number one, fighting for that. Uh, bye week, but at four and four, we're, we we still got a shot, so that's exciting. Um, I yeah, I think, think I got a good shot, and I'm pretty happy with my team right now. I made a couple moves, and uh, pretty excited about that. I, I can't wait till those go through, but you know, I got a good, I got a good uh, possibility to win out. I I, uh, I think I got the right guys now. At the beginning of the year, it was a little bit tough. But then I, I got in the swing of things, and now I feel like I might—I don't know—I might not lose another game. 
for the yeah, rest this of the is, is a big week, too. You're playing Van Gundy's Moth, their first place ahead of us. So if you win. Oh, well, I'm going to win. I mean, look at the score. I mean, look at the yeah. prediction. <laughs> I predicted yeah, the predict win by 30 points. So yeah, 160. So you're going to win that, knock him down, and it's going to be a free-for-all for that first place for that uh, bye week. That's big, man. This is oh, going to be yeah. a big week. It's going to be a big week. Yes, I got to keep on winning too. but Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat me this week. I got mine playing uh, Texas A&M and Lamb playing uh, um, with uh, Ohio. Um, sorry. Oklahoma. Uh, and then I got to Brown over at USC. I mean, Smith up in Minnesota. I went ahead and picked up Spiller, too, because I was pretty excited about what he's been doing over at A&M. Uh, you know, the tight end is my weakest point with Gray from Duke. They got uh, Petway uh, over at uh, LSU and uh, yeah, Kelly Bryant, Missouri. So, yeah, uh, you know, Iowa defense. They're playing Northwestern this year, so or this week. So, you know, Northwestern's horrible. Yeah, they're not. So, it's a pretty <laughs> exciting week for me, man. Looks like some weather too, so it'll probably it'll probably be nasty weather up there and a low scoring game. Mm-hmm. Probably win three to nothing. So that'd be pretty good for you. You got a really good chance looking at his guys too. I mean, he's got Mississippi State's quarterback and that Iowa's quarterback. They're not going to score a whole lot. He does have Judy with Alabama. Maybe they'll just run the ball. The wide receiver, so maybe they'll just run the ball. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, bench Boyd this week, unfortunately, but I think it's the smart move. Fantasy well, if Boyd smart. does have come out and have a huge game and leads to us winning or something, maybe it's like, well, it's worth it, you know what I mean? Well, I'm definitely starting Boyd next week. but Oh, yeah, you, got, you can start him the rest of the year. Yeah. But <sighs> the uh, current projections put us – put. Me and you tied for sixth in the league and both going to the playoffs. But they still got Matt Van Gunny's moment first place. Got to knock him off. I'm just excited to see who's going to get the uh, Hog Call Podcast t-shirt. I think that, uh, you know, somebody's going to enjoy that. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. So there's only three weeks left of the regular season. Um, so it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Really is. It's put up or shut up time in college fantasy. Really is. Really is. So, uh, I guess we should move on to hockey. Let's do it. Man, we just we we won't stop winning, Tim. We just <laughs> we've won them all. It looks like, except for oh. what? Oh wow! Hey, what is that? That's not a W. <laughs> Oh my goodness! It says six zeros though. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Mm. It says six zero, but it says loss. It says we won though, right? Or is that <laughs> a loss? I don't know, man. Six zero loss. Mm. Do we like have that. any more where we're? There's no other. There's no other loss on the schedule, Chad. To check. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, well, I'm looking and it's all like seven one seven two six three five two. So why would it be six zero loss? It would need to be zero six. 
Am I wrong? I Am I? I think you're right. I think you're right. So is that a possible? We got a possible win. We got a. Uh, I think we got a situation on our hands here, Tim. <laughs> I'm really not sure now. I, I thought I saw it. You know, maybe. <sighs> Let's look at their tweets. Let's see. Uh... I was brewing a beer the other night, guys. Actually, no, the Michigan game was Saturday night, so I was coming back from the game, and I wasn't able to watch it. What the hell? How about you open up? I watched part of it, but I didn't watch the whole. Why don't you open up your damn, change the schedules. Now, Michigan was number two last year in the North region, but the team we beat, beat two games, excuse me, Grand Valley State was number four last year in the North region, so we... We rebounded really well. We lost this game. Uh-huh. Beat Oakland 7-6 in overtime. Grand Valley State beat them twice, 6-4-10-1. Really? No. So. Well, that's something Oakland else. was number eight last year. So they, that's a that's some really quality teams that we were playing up there. Yeah, number eight. That's good. Man. Well, I'm here. I'm here on there. I'm looking for an article that says they won or lost this thing. I'm here at ten. Yeah, it says right here on the on the Razorback schedule. Got tweets by Razorback cocky road trip up. Razorbacks took down Oakland University seven six yesterday and lost to Michigan zero six on Saturday. Dang man, so it was a loss. Yeah. They should put zero six on there though. That sucks. We got one loss in hockey. Out of how many games? How many we got left here? One, two, three, four, five. One loss in 15 games? That's not bad. Got 20 more games. It's definitely better than we did in football so far. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think one loss every 15 games, that's a... That's a fair schedule. I think they're doing a good job. I don't know why we can't get them on campus. I don't know why we can't get some some ice on campus and and just make them a regular team. I just don't get it. Don't make sense to me. I wish they'd add on to like the Union or something up there on top of the mm-hmm. badass hockey ring. Oh man, that'd be cool. That would be cool, man. But yeah, they're kicking ass right now. I'm excited. They got 20 more games to go, so they could end up being 34 and one. But it's possible. Yeah. Man, they're Road fixing, Warriors. They're fixing, though, the, yeah. they're fixing to play all SEC games. Here's the thing, guys. I don't know. I don't think people understand, but we're probably going to beat all these SEC games. Alabama, we'll probably smoke them because we're like the Alabama of the SEC in hockey. We'll smoke Georgia. We'll smoke Florida. Washington State University. I don't know. That's up north, so we might have some trouble there. Uh, I bet we beat New Mexico. I mean, how good could New Mexico be? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. The Colorado School of Mines. <laughs> Surely we'll beat them. Uh, that's pretty tough, man. That's probably the only sport they really have. But then you've got to badass at it. 
Yeah, then you got a tough game with Seattle-Washington. I bet those are two tough games. And then you go and you get to whip Alabama. You get to whip Ole Miss. Kansas, you're probably going to beat them. Definitely Alabama-Huntsville, Missouri. Like, I see this being a very favorable year for us. It's Texas Baptist, and then you're in SEC tournament play at that point, so. Ooh, man. Yeah, Colorado School Mines, they were 11th round this year. Not, not too shabby. They're a decent program, all. but. Yeah, we only got some Ole Miss, but we're kind of road warriors next. Because we just went to Michigan, now we're going to Alabama, and then Springfield, Missouri. So going out on the road, but we played well on the road, so. Oh, yeah. We, we do got a good team on the, on the I like road. I like they're they're going out for anybody up here in Northwest Arkansas uh, you and uh, uh, your girlfriend or wife or husband or boyfriend want to go Valentine's Day they're playing Alabama at the, the Jones Center 730 that'd be a good Valentine's night go eat some good food and go watch the hockey team beat Alabama that would be pretty good I'd enjoy that <laughs> so anyway well uh i don't know do we have any other uh the, the, like a soccer team or something there's some news about that like yeah they uh won the sec West. i think the first time in a while or yeah i mean they, they're really good they're ranked number six or uh that's pretty sweet news I think they were uh I think they won tonight. I think that's the latest one. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here. Yeah, they just beat Auburn tonight, five nothing at Auburn. Oh, so you know, nice. before that, they went on the road at A and M, beat them three one. So they're scoring for for soccer. They're scoring up there. You know, they haven't a whole lot of games. They're just and they're shutting out a lot of folks too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, play really good defense, got really good goal, they can score. So they're fun to watch, man. They got uh, two more regular season games. And then they got the uh, SEC tournament down at Orange Beach, Alabama, and then they'll play in the NCAA tournament. So, time to uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, I bet they maybe they'll win a championship. Number six ain't too shabby. That's the, when you're in that top top ten, especially getting close to top five range. You got a chance chance to win a national championship. So everybody needs to watch them. I know they'll uh, some of their games are on SEC. Uh, those conference and NCAA tournament games will definitely be on SEC plus or huh. you know network so that's all i got on that huh? that's crazy and uh track to women's track thing well rank number one so championship as always well, other just, track teams are yeah i thought that still man always happened well you know it's important though it is important it's important to stay number one man you know it could fall yeah Probably shouldn't take it for granted like I do, but goodness gracious, <laughs> we got so many track championships. <sighs> well, I guess uh, I guess if we're done, we can talk about the weird news. This is pretty weird. Oh, here we go. All right. So, <sighs> over in London. They just arrested this old boy, 66-year-old dude, in connection with the theft of a solid gold toilet. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about it. 
It's uh-uh. the toilet is worth one point two five million dollars. It was in a, a palace over in London, and uh, I guess somebody stole it or whatnot. So um, they're trying to, uh, you know, hunt it down, and uh, you know the old boy got arrested and stuff for doing it. So he got arrested, but the toilet's not been found. He didn't spill the beans on who he sold it to, huh? No, I guess not. Well, the guy, whoever has it, should feel pretty, pretty, uh, pretty proud that old, old guy for not, not telling, man, you know, trying to get a lower sentence. Like, I ain't going to tell you where that's at. Probably went to a lot of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of work still in that thing. How do you, I mean, is it's it a, like, like the Queen's toilet or what? I mean, well, it says here it was a work of art. It was like some 50 year old, oh, no. 58 year old Italian artist made this gold toilet or whatnot and put it in the, <laughs> in the palace uh and then uh then i guess it was stolen after they put it in there um you know you would think it's probably one of the plumbers or something like that that's what i would Mm. guess oh yeah big old toilet too you know i mean i don't understand why it's worth so much they think a group of thieves used two vehicles to like drive up there and then uh you know, get the toilet and get it in the car about uh, five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, they got a picture up too where it's broken in and it's <laughs> taken. And floors are ripped up with the pipe <laughs> down there. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's a good story. Good choice, man. Yeah, it said there was like extensive damage during the removal. Of the toilet. Well, they were still in a solid gold toilet. I don't think they give a damn about anything else. They're going to tear up whatever they needed to to get it quick. They were like they were going to come back to work the next day and just like, hey, yeah, oh, sorry, I left my mess here. Do a little, you know, you know, remodeling. You know, I'll, I'll clean this up when I'm finishing here. It says here they plumbed in. What does that mean? Does that mean they like dug a <laughs> hole the... to get into the thing? <laughs> so it sounds like sounds like they went through the. T- I'm not. I'm not used to English folk vernacular, yeah, yeah. but they plumbed in. Sounds like they dug a hole into <laughs> yeah. the damn place to me. Yeah, it's gotta be. It yeah. says a potential thief will have no idea who last used the toilet or what they <laughs> what. What is that supposed to mean? Why would you, this is what the Duke of Marlborg saying. <laughs> he says, so I don't plan on gardening. What's that, what is that even supposed to mean? This guy's, their comments, official comments have got me thrown. <laughs> thrown for a loop here. I don't even, I'm on the NPR website. That's where I'm at. I don't know which one you're on. So I was just, well, okay, I clicked on, I was on CNN there. Oh, CNN. First one. I'll say this if y'all. <laughs> wow, there's different pictures too. Well, huh. Well, listen, listen to this. <laughs> this is the best quote so far. <laughs> the notion of having a very intimate private experience with a work of art and a work of art that speaks dramatically about its own value is fascinating on many levels 
It's a toilet made out of gold, guys. <laughs> you put yeah, lipstick they... on a pig. It's still a pig, man. It's still a shitter. Well, yeah, that's, the, that's the artist was like, uh, that's about like why he makes that toast. Like, what's the point of our life? Everything seems absurd, absurd until we die, then it makes sense. So it's going to make, when's that ever going to make sense? Well, you know, uh, a wise man once said that on my deathbed, I'll have total consciousness. So I got that going for me. <laughs> I don't know. Was that too far out there? That was uh, Caddyshack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bill Murray, Caddyshack. It's a good movie, man. Yeah, pretty good. So anyway, well, I guess that's it. I guess there's a, you know, people out there stealing toilets. And I'll be danged if there's not toilets that are worth more than, well, most of us, probably anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast, <laughs> is worth uh, $1.25 million. Goodness gracious. Seems like a waste of gold to me. I don't really blame the guys for stealing it. Is that bad? No, I don't either. Like, I'm sure, like, insurance took care of it. I'm sure the Duke or whatever wasn't hurting that for that toilet money. <laughs> you got no, surely not. That. Yeah, surely not. So. Well, anyway, I guess with that note, I say go hogs. Woo pig suey, everybody.